You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, we've uh, taken a holiday break a bit. A little bit, And yeah. uh, uh, various crazy things. So it uh, like it feels like it's been forever. It does feel <laughs> like it's been forever. <laughs> it's uh, just it's real very strange. Um, but uh, circumstances uh, working in our benefit... Uh, at this point, we should have been in a Critics' Choice Awards conundrum with uh, how much we have and have not been doing the show. Right. Um, but the Critics' Choice now uh, is moved back to March 13th. So it's um, wow. the 13th. Uh, it, yeah, like it should have already happened. Yeah. Uh, but they you know, right. postponed they, it yeah. and COVID and all that. Uh, so now it's March 13th. It's going to be on at uh, 7... And um, it's on like I don't even know. It's on. It's not CW stuff anymore. No, I don't, I don't even know. It might also be on CW oh, right. or like like a dual on, cast. Yeah, TBS, TNT. I don't even know what it's on. Seriously, right. um, some some show actually like the return of some show is like pushed back a week. Because of it, really? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's actually really funny. Uh, anyway. But it's uh, it's March twenty third or. March 13th, uh, so <laughs> don't miss that. Now, uh, it also means that we are uh, our, our own personal not doing a show for a while for the yeah, holidays right. means that uh, we are getting dangerously close to actually the normal time that we do lists, right. but, uh, which right. is always later than we want it to be. So my theory right now is... Uh, it's like 80% chance that we won't do it next week. <laughs> but the week after, we will start okay. um, doing lists. Okay. Uh, That's good to know. <laughs> if if for some reason we magically got wow. to like next week and yeah. said, sure, no, ready. I could we're do good. it now, yeah. then, you know, then I guess we'd start it just because right. uh, we got three in a row. That's right. And then by the time you get to the end, right, it'd right. be forever from now, right? right. Um, uh, I would... Uh, hope that we could not, you know, end our our three show run like, and it's March already or <laughs> right, something, right? right. So anyway, uh, so <laughs> next week probably not. We will uh, still catch up on some more things yeah. and uh, yada yada. This week we're going to try and get at least ratings uh, through a few things that we haven't overly touched on yet, so that by the time we get to our best list. We have at least talked a little bit about most of the things that will end up on the list. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are not, uh, you know, longtime listeners, uh, we we're going to do <laughs> our our best of the year, our worst of the year, and then we have our own awards, uh, yeah. which are the can't win can't awards, win. Yeah. where uh, we uh, give out our own personal awards to the the big five of things, yep. right? Uh, and the rule is, uh, and it's a it's a tricky rule with rules about the rule that change and it's how you uh, feel and, and bend yeah. and do different things. 
Uh, and the idea is that we nominate things, uh, we put things out there to highlight what normally would not ever get nominated, right? Um, and famously, uh, the example right. is um, the <laughs> Fury Road. Fury Road. Right, Mad Max. Because that Jeez. shouldn't get nominated, and yeah. it's like awesome, and we love it, whatever. Right. And then, lo and behold, it gets nominated, and then... Some of us say, well, now it can't win. <laughs> right. Right. And some of us say, no, I, right. <laughs> I demand it that it can. Yeah. And right. anyway, um, a good one this year, since uh, we, I just uh, mentioned this before we started, good one this year uh, for me would be Nicolas Cage for Pig, which was absolutely going to be my pick. Mm-hmm. For uh, the can't win awards, except that uh, he goes and gets nominated for everything. Right. So uh, right. he actually he actually pulled off nominations for a movie that no one has seen. Right, uh, the vast majority of people don't even know it exists. Right, uh, tiny tiny little movie pig, which I thought was awesome, and I've talked about before, and you have at this point seen. Yeah, um, but. That's like the perfect example of screwing with our theory, right? <laughs> because when I when I saw that movie, I was like, "I'm gold," right? Uh, I thought he was great in it. Yep. I thought he, you know, uh, genuinely deserved to get nominated. And I'm watching that movie, <coughs> going, "There's no chance in hell he'll get nominated for right. this." So I've got my, I can right. write mine down That's now. It. And then, boom, he goes and gets nominated for it. So, And in the spirit of our stuff, because sometimes there are these things where we'll turn on each other <laughs> and forget the friendship and just be like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. You, do, you know, I think as long as, even though we've disagreed with each other sometimes, I think as long as you make a good argument and there's a reasonable doubt, because I always, I always fall on reasonable doubt in lieu of there being some genre thing. And most oh, of the right, time, right, there's right. like a great horror or sci-fi or fantasy thing and you're like there's no way and it's fury road this year and i'm looking right at it this year i thought the easiest thing for me was supporting actor was easy it was ben affleck in the tender bar there's no way that's getting nominated i have to look over my list and see if i want to if that's the hill to die on right because technically i could imagine that being a nomination. He could easily get nominated. But right. I'd have to look at the field and look at things. But, you know, right, again, right. there's a way to sneak something by. But I thought Pig was a pretty good pretty good choice. You right. know, I didn't think it was going to get any notoriety at all. Right. Uh, so anyway, that out of the way. Um, so that's coming. Uh, yeah. yeah, so coming up will be that. Uh, so that out of the way. We're going to hopefully talk uh, today about uh, we're, ca- we're catching up a little bit with stuff that came out, but we'll be uh, talking about the matrix uh, being the Ricardos Belfast, which is a long time ago, especially yeah. for me. Um, yeah. But uh, you just, I ca- just caught up I just with that one. It. Don't look up, which uh, I think came out on Christmas, although I don't I know how wide it came out on yeah. Christmas. So that one is like fairly Relatively. recent anyway. And then uh, we will uh, throw something out about pig. Um, and I wanted to do this in a weird order, trying to get uh, through as many of these as yeah. possible. So we're going to start with, uh, oddly enough, being the Ricardos. Yeah. Uh, because that one works for me uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to start with. Um, so be, uh, being the Ricardos, it's um, a weirdly, if you're not super familiar with this movie, and I mean like you've seen a lot of trailers, right? Um, not just like you've heard of it. 
if you're not super familiar with it, this movie might turn out to be uh, more niche than you think it is uh, because it's <laughs> not actually, it's not just the story of like, I love Lucy. Right. It's like the behind the scenes story of I love Lucy. And they do a weird thing in this, which I don't know that I've really seen happen all that often. And it's, it's cool. And it's also strange. Um, but they have like recreations of scenes yeah. of like actual things happening. And it's, it's really weird. It's like, it's kind of cool. But for me, it was, it was actually very distracting. Um, because you know, in the, in the, in the Lucy that they're trying to sell behind the scenes, right? Right. Where she is, if you only know her from watching, I love Lucy or something. Right. Uh, and, and have, just no idea about the real person at all. Right. Uh, the person that you get then in the movie is like very different, right? So if she's being played and you feel like it's off or something, right? It's it's like how how much can you even say because that's not a person that you're actually familiar with anyway. She's right. playing like basically a different <laughs> role or right. you know whatever. But when she's in those parts, right? where she's actually being Lucy in a scene that was on the show that right. you've watched and all this stuff. I was like, man, she's uh, not very good at this. Uh, <laughs> uh, like it, it like really like pulled me it's out shocking, of it. Jarring. When, when yeah. she was being, you know, like, I don't know, like uh, cutthroat Lucy behind the scenes. Right. I was like, I mean, okay, maybe that's what Lucy was like or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe you're doing a good job of being that person. I don't know. Right. But when she was being the one that we've seen and the episode of TV that I've watched, I'm like, man, like, right. no one would ever watch that show, right? <laughs> like, like right. that is just not the same. I mean, like, A for effort because she was right. she, she was trying to do it or whatever, but I don't know. It, it was very distracting for me. Anyway, um, I'm not going to go, like, all through everything. But anyway, that's the story, and I just did want to, uh, you know, highlight the fact that this is, you know, this is all weird behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Um, and it's uh, maybe a vastly different movie than you expect because the whole point of the movie uh, is kind of that, you know, no one's really like that at all. Right. Or, or whatever. Um, which I also think is weird and it kind of makes itself even further niche, right? Because, uh, that only seems like to me, like it has a lot of meaning for really old viewers, right. right? Young viewers are like, well, duh. Right. But for people who were alive watching the show when it was on or right. shortly after it was right. on, Some, right. Yeah. It was a very different world of TV. The theory that we were putting Which out there us. was that they were like real, that this, this yeah. isn't that far. Right. Cle <laughs> obviously like she's, you know, over, Right, overdone, and she wasn't. That wasn't the real person. But you know, like Ricky, like he was like a real guy that <laughs> yeah. people went to the club, like we right. see in the movie and everything, yeah. right? But um, you know, anyway, I don't know. It's just I, I feel like it's uh, it's a little bit of a trick when you show up to the movie as to what you're going to get. Yeah, that it's going to be like this, you know, massively drama focused. Uh, I don't know. She's very 
serious. Right. Right. <laughs> right? And it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of stuff that I liked about the movie. There's a lot of th- uh, stuff that actually I thought was kind of stupid about the movie. And there were a lot of things, uh, without going into everything, that there were a lot of things in this movie that I thought were super great, especially with uh, the other actors in it, right? But uh, there were also a lot of things that I was like, man, I don't know if that's the truth lie. And I I get it. It's just I love Lucy. And I went, look, this is a hard, like what you were just saying, I think this is a bit of a hard sell to your casual person who might be interested in the MCU or might just find a way to like a door. Right. So we're talking about people our age or older because we grew up watching reruns of, at least I grew up watching reruns of I Love Lucy all the time. And I I think the cultural pertinence of Lucille Ball is a name people recognize, but they're not familiar enough with it. So you got a weird audience who doesn't know what the show was like. You have to tell people, like, look, if you don't like Aaron Sorkin, stay away, because this is not only right. written and directed by him, it is 100% at its best and at its worst, Aaron Sorkining, the Aaron Sorkininess of Aaron Sorkin. Like, this right. is just him on on fire, because in a very strange way, what I found, like I'm doing now, fumbling to tell him because he saw and enjoyed Mank. And I'm like, it's Mank. It's right. it's a very strange focal thing that Aaron Sorkin has dialed into that he loved I Love Lucy in this right. story and took some liberties with things that were happening with her, with the news coming out about her being a communist during a time when that was absolutely like the death knell. Her being pregnant, which at the time was an absolute death knell. And running a show that was number one and trying to deal with the sexism and the misogyny, soft or hard, in a world of Hollywood that isn't that far in the past. Right. So if that run-on sentence sounds appealing to you, you're going to dig this film. <laughs> right. Now, I love it is, Aaron Sorkin. It, it, it is <laughs> right. like I mean, super like, you know, passion project Aaron passion Sorkin thing. where it's like he just demanded he was going to make this he, movie. And you know that just... You know that person after person is like, no right. oh, man, why would we who's going to watch? Right? Right. And I get, and yeah, he's just. I get on some him. level, he loves the idea that these things, this confluence of events that I think happen much quicker. I wasn't alive for it, and what I understood is he's taken some liberties with the timing of it. All of these things are happening pretty much over a weekend, right? And that's not the way it happened. But I do see where he he sees the hook, and he's like, I can write the hell out of that, and that seems interesting to me. Because he uses all of his inside knowledge about what Hollywood and producers and show notes and things are when you have a strong character, whether that's male or female. I, as a, as a big fan of Aaron Sorkin and, you know, a familiar to really old TV, I, I could still only give this a seven. I had a lot of fun with a bunch of it. I didn't have big swaths of problems with it, except that I found it going into corners of specifics about a story that, like you said, I didn't think had to be the focus of anything. But Aaron somehow was like, no, this is we're doubling down on this because this scene, even though we've established it, you know, there's a scene certainly where Lucy at a table reading looks very bitchy and. I guess you could say she is, but she's in charge of the show. She knows what's working because she is a comedy genius and she doesn't suffer fools. So she calls people out 
in a time where most people just wanted them to put their apron on and have the pie ready and, you know, have right, right, slippers. Sure. So it's it's an interesting dichotomy of things. But there were other scenes that he dives into like that. And I'm like, you've already done this. I already know all of yeah. this. So we're looking for an Oscar reel or what? I mean, I don't get why you're there, doing it again. There are a lot of things, too, that are a little weird where uh, the passion projectness of it comes out. Yeah. Where it's um, whatever it is exactly that he's fascinated about. And I think I, I think one of the things, I mean, this is just my own bias and making stuff up that I'm <laughs> putting on him. But I feel like he's not funny, right? Aaron? So, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he he's not f- not that he's like none funny no, not or that whatever. He's absolutely neutral. But it's but, like no, so <laughs> if there's like a funny person, so right? Upset, like yeah. he's like obsessed with like yeah the funniness. Right. I don't you know whatever. And there are like a couple of different scenes where Lucy, it's like it, it's like flashing back to like little man Tate, you know, and it's like, don't move until you see it. And it's like this whole like chess move mastery where she just kind of her expression goes blank and she's staring at the set and she's like, wait, I've almost got it. Like, don't interrupt me or I'll lose it because it's like the comedy genius Uh is about to happen or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, so on the one hand, like that's goofy, right? Right. uh, For me. Uh, it it really kind of like pulls me a little bit out of the movie because um, first of all, uh, you know she's only so funny, right? Uh, <laughs> and and she's a very specific kind of funny, and she's a very specific kind of funny to me anyway, which is like in the world of like Robin Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Where like man, like shit just comes out, and some of it's funny, and some of it's not, and we throw out a bunch of ideas, and yeah. then we like look back at him and go, Oh, but she cut, you know, she cuts the flower, but then she cuts the other one and it's too long. You know, you don't spend like Mm -hmm. a month in a cabin coming up with, uh, you know, she cuts all the flowers and then now they are all the wrong size again. And like that bit, you know, that's not like, you know, this is not like the Shakespeare of comedy where it's like, we have like 50 revisions of how stuff happens or, you know, like, uh, Fred and Ethel bump into each other at exactly the right way and we have to practice it like 10 times or something like that. It's yeah. like, man, come on. If if half of the uh, necessary background shit was happening during this show, like it would have never been made. I right. mean, there isn't that much time in a day for them to right. practice to these go. things like 18 times and yeah. all this shit. Especially when, uh, if you can believe the movie at all, uh, you know, she had to fight against them to do it again once, it once right? right. <laughs> and uh, and like year after year after year, that's what we're doing. I don't yeah, think so. Right. But so, but he had this thing where he just like wanted this whole like he would not let it go chess master level comedy yeah. writing that we had to he had to convey to us in these weird moments, and right. you know it was a little weird. Um, anyway, but so I liked her, uh, you know, just talking generally about the movie. I thought all the cast was awesome. Yeah. What I actually weirdly wish is that we had a little bit more focus on Ricky. Um, even though, you know, we do have like a fair amount of focus of him, but by the end of this movie, he was more interesting to me than she was right. Uh, just because he's such a, he is actually such a weird guy and he really was. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's got all this background that we kind of like 
tell you is there. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, he like fights for Lucy. Yeah. Like mad, right? I mean, he he will go he will go down swinging. And if I lose everything, then I lose everything. Right. But Lucy's going to get what she wants. Right. You know, while he's cheating on her. Right. It's like a very right. weird yeah. like dichotomy of everything that's happening. Um, and all of the fact that he's cheating on her is so weirdly, it, it's like presented as though we were making this in the fifties. Right. Right. Like they, right. they do all this stuff about, um, they want her to be pregnant and have a kid during the show, which you can't do cause they have separate beds right. and you know, it's whatever the times are <laughs> what they are and what we can show on TV is what it is. And what happens on TV is, you know, when two people really love each other, right. uh, you know, after the summer break, they suddenly have a kid right. or, you right. know, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's no mention of anything. <laughs> and then they, they will talk about, yeah, remember when we wanted to have a kid? Well, here he is. He's yeah. eight years old. And he's now. already right. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they, they talk about him cheating <laughs> on her in this movie in the way that they would do it if, right. it, if it were somehow on the show, right? right. Like it's a vague thing that might've happened right. once. And what is it that might've happened? Well, something yeah, he fell on top of might somebody, have you know, or whatever. Right. It's all very weird the way like they are now talking about this happening. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but by the end of the movie, I was like really more intrigued with, you know, how is he who he is? And and uh, right. I, I want to see more about what he actually does other than just see him in the thing. Right. And I thought some of the best parts of the movie where it's really actually doing something are the things where he wants her to come to the club and she goes, you really want me to come to the club? Right. And then she goes to the club and he did not really want her yeah, to go right, to the club. Right. And, and we don't, <laughs> you know, we don't tell any of that. Yeah. Right. We just see it happen. Right. And we don't, yeah. we don't have him say that he's upset or whatever. We just actually are movieing. Yeah. You know, like through, through it, through it. I thought yeah. that stuff was great. Yeah. Right. A lot of it I thought was, uh, you know, it just kind of got, it seemed like it just fumbled and got lost, but also, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of an awesome movie too. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's very, it's very it rough. Teeters if, sometimes. if you really have an understanding of what you're going to get right, and you think you would be interested in it, you're going to love then it. Then you're going to love it. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. You're all over it. If you're not sure what you're going to get. Well, that's, that's kind of like what I was saying. <laughs> it's going to be rough. I know, I know a few people that really love all of Aaron Sorkin's stuff. And then I don't know many people that are really I Love Lucy fans, but I know I know they're out there. Right, right. And I think if you're really dialed into one of them, I, it's funny, that chess scene, it, it's not really a chess scene, but like the chess comedy scene, I felt like, it was weird when I saw it, I thought somebody in Lucy's family told Aaron that this is how their mom thought when this right, was happening. Right. He's like, oh, I can do that. Right. Because it's, it's so weirdly pretentious to assume you know how someone who is keen on a topic would figure it out unless somebody tried to tell you. And now what you're doing is I'm telling you why the dream last night was scary. And you're like, really? Watermelons? Like, right, right. And I'm like, no, man, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I don't. Right. You know, it's just, it had that weird flavor to it. Like somebody described this to you. You didn't, you didn't conceptualize right, right. this. So, uh, all right. So what did you give it a number? 
Yeah, I, I said it was a seven. Okay. I was pretty close to you. I mean, it's right. just, it, I didn't really hate anything about it. I just thought sometimes it was in neutral, showing me stuff it had already shown me effectively 20, 30, 40 minutes before. Right. And, but, but absolutely the strength of the cast everywhere. And I just, I can't get over. I mean, like, talk about the can't win awards like J.K. Simmons. Yeah. That guy, if he's in anything ever, that that should be almost a consideration because he steals every scene. He's oh yeah, in, he was, and he's he's, awesome. he's the lead anytime that scene involves it, him. It's it's actually uh, to a point that it's distracting because, like I said, it listen, uh, I know everyone loves Nicole Kidman. I don't. Sure. No, I don't think she, I don't think she's that good. I, know. I don't think she's that good in this. I don't think she's that good in general. She's certainly <laughs> passable, right? She's right. not bad. She's right. not like really. I I don't think doing anything bad. Except, like I said, when she's doing those TV scenes, I, you know, right. I don't know. I don't know what show didn't she's gel in. with me, yeah. right? Um, but like I said, it becomes distracting when she walks into that bar with J.K. Simmons. I'm like, man, how weird is it that they made a Fred Mertz movie? <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, that seriously. whole that whole thing is just like, man, do not go. Do, like, don't work with. Right. Kids, right. animals, or J.K. Simmons, man. Yeah. <laughs> if he's in something where he's really acting, and he's there, you're yeah, whatever. Hang uh, on, yeah. Right. It, so, all right, I loved it. Uh, that's that one. Then uh, I want to jump on to really quickly because I don't think we will need to talk about this too much. Um, Belfast, yeah, um, because it, especially because we haven't talked extensively about it. Uh, I talked about it before in November. I went to the yeah. premiere, uh, which was really awesome because I got to go in the uh, in the museum. God, right. it's, it's like the new, the brand new the brand Hollywood new museum Holly- thing, yeah. and it was uh, that's that, cool. That was awesome, um, and got to uh, you know talk with the, the cast and everyone yeah. was there and everything. Um, but you had not seen it for a while. And then even if you had seen it, it was kind of like on the back burner right. of, of stuff where, you know, we we missed that window. But now if we're going to do the end of the year and stuff, we got to catch yeah, up with it. it out. Um, especially because, you know, it's getting nominated for Best Picture of yeah. everything that has awards. Can, Whether it wins yeah. or not, it's uh, clearly a definite nomination. Um, and I'm almost positive... Uh, that I gave it a nine. You're close. <laughs> You're close. You gave it an eight and a half. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, you had not seen it, so you could not rate it. And I, tr- I kind of talked about it without getting into yeah. You didn't you dive know, in crazy, cause, crazy cause amounts for of me. detail. Yeah. So I've already rated it, and apparently I gave it eight and a half. Um. So what what do you give it? I gave it an eight, and and it was pretty close to eight and a half as well. And I would, and I wrote that before I saw yours. It's so weirdly subtle and yet subtle enough that, you know, you're you're coming along in the film and you're just so captivated by it. Like I was actually just kind of like wrapped by it and watching the performances, which were just solid all the way through. If you're going to take swings at it, like it's not the most original story. If you've ever seen anybody talk about Ireland and the troubles, you know, if you're thinking of Frank McCourt's stories of right, Angela's right. ashes. And I mean, it's. It's very synonymous with experiences that are already done, whoops, in films and productions already. But there's there's an absolute thing happening with all the family members, with all the extenuating family and, and neighborhood peoples of which the populace, there's a lot of like supporting people that pop in for a moment here or there, and then they do it again. But you just, it, it just, 
it all fit in a way that was fun, breezy. Right. And I realized like, I realized as it was getting closer to the end, and I mean, maybe 20 minutes away, I'm like, wow, I don't have much left. Right. And I thought that's a bit surprising, not because nothing has happened or so many things have happened, but it just, it flew by in a very comforting and effective way that managed to, the tricky thing is it managed to show Irish troubles when there are Catholics and Protestants going at each other without getting so super loaded into violence and destruction when really what it's about is this internal thing that's happening between kids and their families, kids and their neighborhoods, parents with themselves, you know, jobs. Like there's all these little things pulling in all the right directions with just the perfect amount of tension to keep this thing right where it needs to be all the time. And and I'm watching it and actually strangely had a goofy thought after I had seen it. Somebody was like, how was it? And I said, in the weirdest of ways, and I don't know if anyone will agree with me, it felt like a Christmas story, just serious. <laughs> because right. it, it dealt with like a serious thing all the way through instead of wanting a Red Rider BB gun. Like it's just this dynamic about this house and this family with everybody having and, and a like, very believable... And like the leaving. And everybody having a very believable opportunity to feel and portray what they're doing earnestly. It earns everything that it did. And as a simple kind of story, almost in the way of like boy meets girl, boy loses girl, that kind of summation, it's just on all cylinders. It was great. You know, it was just really great. I think one of the things uh, like when I watched it that like kind of jumped out at me the most, I think, is that it was oddly and only oddly because other people don't do it right but it was oddly i thought really true to being a little kid telling the story because it was like um you know dad works away so he's gone and he comes back and it was dad working away and coming back from like child perspective right even right. though we do then sometimes switch and it's like mom and dad having their yeah, right. moments and stuff. But it was like really just it's struck me that the whole thing was really staying like the course of being, you know, like like you said, it's kind of like a Christmas story, right? It's because weird, it's, yeah. it's the kid's view of all it this is. stuff happening, right? Like in a Christmas story, it's the kid's view of how dads are, how Always, work is, yeah. what mom does, what school is like, all this stuff. Right. And this was like really kind of the same thing. And it's surprising because you just don't expect the movie to do that. Right. Like you expect the movie to just go... And there's this kid, and then yeah, right. or or even if it's his story, right? But it's it's still like it was really, and you know, I'm no huge Kenneth Branagh fan. I mean, he's okay. Yeah. I don't love him. I love some of the stuff he's done. Right. I don't like some of the stuff he's done. Right. Um, but I kind of appreciate even when he goes wrong. I think because yeah. it, because it, it's an actual effort. Right. right, it's it, earnest. It, it's like, like he's really like trying. He's serious. It just yeah. And then I de- and and then it's not for me or whatever. Um, but it was, I thought, really impressive to like have this kid and yeah. actually kind of tell this story just as though somebody is like remembering being a kid, not remembering Ireland was this, these right. people were mad at each other, but just like remembering what it was actually like for him. Because he wouldn't get the politics. He would understand the surficial stuff, but right, he right. wouldn't understand like why is this guy coming and asking for my dad, and right, why is right. everyone bristle when he does? 
I just remember the bristling, the the right. scenes. I mean, God, just living in the three minute scenes with Gran, Granny, and Pop. Right when they're laughing and reminiscing, I I actually and I don't do it often because I just want to experience the movie because not just for the podcast. I just I'll go rewatch something after I stopped the film and brought it back when they were just sitting there and she's she's like I'm taking you to the hospital. Like that whole right, scene right. where they're laughing about the stockings and stuff. I watched that three times. Right. I watched it the first time. I was like, wait a minute, this is so great. I got to I got to see it again. Then I watched it the last time and I was like. God, look at them go. Look at them just do the scene. And and almost in the same way when they are when Pops in the hospital and his uh and his mom walks away and she's like don't ask your don't ask your grandfather for stuff for Christmas, you know, it's it's hard everywhere. That scene that they have is almost perfectly indicative of a child's memory of that thing later right, being told right. as an adult and juggling that perspective and now knowing what you know as an adult looking back in some in some semblance what i think my affection for the film overall is is sort of the degree of difficulty in doing something so simple so well right like it's so simple it's actually really hard and the fact that you did it as effectively and effortlessly which i know it wasn't all the way through is like okay that's where most of the stuff is coming from even though i enjoyed all the performances all the characters everything about it was just great but it never had that emotional gear to put it into nine or ten solidly right but it was way above like sixes and sevens it's just it's just much better than that there were uh there were some parts so i i agree there were some parts where it didn't um there were some scenes where i thought and eh, you know you don't could have hit that you, a different right note. <laughs> uh things could have been slightly different even yeah. like before right. the scene it to lead into the scene i don't know there were there were parts of it where i i didn't think it was perfect but i thought it was uh great yeah but uh i remember when i first talked about it and now i'll i'll now you can do it i'll throw you, you under the bus do it uh with this but yeah. i remember when i first <laughs> talked about it and I didn't want to go into a lot of detail, but I said there's this one scene in the movie that I think is actually perfect. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's one of probably one of the best scenes that like I've ever seen right. in a movie or like top 10 or something. When uh, mom and dad are dancing, yeah. and there's one part where uh, like mom looks at dad. Yep. And I'm like, end your career now. Right. Like, it, nothing's getting better than this. And, uh, and you know, I've watched the movie again, and uh, I, I feel like it was almost better the second time I watched it. Yeah, and right. it was already as good as it gets. But rarely will you ever see a movie actually earn that happening. Yeah. And this one does, and actually deliver something. Uh, and it's, like, so just, like... You know the the scene and her look and everything has so much in it. Yeah. Even without do it, like they, it's there's not talking. There isn't any. It's just, and yeah. And she's just like looking at him across the dance floor and right. saying lots of things to him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that at you. What did you think of that? I loved so, it. Yeah. I, I was. That's another one of those scenes, and there weren't many. There. It's weird to also have. I only thought about a Christmas story after. I was thinking about Jojo Rabbit during it because right. there's a feeling, though that's more loose and satirical and comedic, and this is more 
heartfelt, I thought. That was another scene where I was watching it, and I thought that must be the one that you had mentioned. You're looking at these things, and when you're a really effective storyteller, you show, you don't tell. Like, you don't have her... It's it's best compared to when she and her friend, I don't think it was a relative, are just sitting in the chairs watching everybody play, and they're talking about getting out of Belfast. Oh, yeah, remember, yeah. And they're doing this thing. That's telling. Right. This scene, she's not leaning against the wall with her friend, <clears throat> sipping some punch, being like, I love him. Look right. at him. That's all show. And the showing is so much more impactful because it requires talent and it requires the right mood. You bring everything together and you it, set it up and you let and it, them and go. It re- and it requires so many things to have happened before. All before everything. And for them to and work. And what it does is now you're now you're taking dividends on everything that their characters have shown you, told you, and now are going to show you. And you realize, okay, there's some stuff going on. There's some marital stress and some strife in the neighborhood and in the world and in their lives. They're going to be okay. And then you think for a while but they need to do this dance again soon because that is everlasting that that look that she gives him is an evergreen like i'm with you no matter where we are and it's got like this moment and it's so fleeting it's just like this throwaway scene right you know everyone's just having a party there's a celebration and you look at it and you go that's exactly who they are and that's why it's going to work Right, and, and that and that is um, when uh, so when I was at the premiere and there was, was like great. a little uh, you know press junkety whatever interview thing yeah and uh, that was a scene like Kenneth Branagh was uh, actually talking about it and I think I mentioned oh, yeah. this when I first talked about it on the show um, and somebody asked him about I forget what the question even was but his answer was to like kind of go to this scene and he was like you know when you're making movies like what you're trying to do is show people things that they aren't right in order for in order to get them to like experience yeah uh, have an experience with things that they aren't you know and that's kind of like the magic of movies or whatever in in a general way yeah and he's like but this look yeah i don't know if you can get anything out of it unless you are those people like you have right. to already be those people for that to work yeah. and i'm like eh i don't know because i am those I got people something. yeah right <laughs> we are yeah but right but i'm like you know sometimes you do that in your movie too yeah. you just make people able to look right. at themselves and another thing or whatever but it was it was like really funny at that moment for him to go I don't think you can get anything out of yeah. that unless right. unless you actually just have this experience yourself. Yeah. And you know, too bad if you don't. Like right. it's, it sucks for you. <laughs> like you know, how how amazing it must have been for him behind the camera then and to call cut and just be like, Well, you gotta come look at this. <laughs> right. You gotta see right? this. And it's not the way the light's hitting you. Like, look at that. You know, I, I mean that the daily reveal, whether that was then or in Studio City after that, that must have been just like giddy. Right. right. All right. Uh, okay, so we gotta try and get through things. That was that one. Um, it's you know, it's it's awesome movie. I thought, but it's uh, it's not quite for me. I don't you know, I don't have my list all done. We were talking about making yeah, our right. best of the year list. Uh, I don't know that it's gonna make it in the top five. Um, I don't write the second one to bet my life that it's gonna make it in the top ten even. Ooh. But I think so. Right. Um, but just. You well, know, and like also I, I haven't focused at all. I know my top three. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that that's all that's I know for like absolutely sure. Just as a quick aside before we transition to something else, for those who've listened and and 
don't remember or those who are new, when Mark does his list, it's for everything he's seen and and that can be anything. We we haven't talked about half the things that you've seen. Right, right. When I do the list, I try to do the list only for the films that we've done for the podcast. So even though my list would be much different if I did everything I saw, um, I try to. I, every once in a while, there's one that sneaks in that we just didn't get to, and I'm like, "The hell with it. This is right. this is so good." <laughs> right. Um, usually, that's on the worst list, though. But it's the same thing. <laughs> so that's that's the idea there. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, my worst list because already uh, you're because Belfast- my worst list is is often exclusively things, <laughs> things that, that we, we haven't done on the <laughs> no, I know. The show. Um, and I listen to him and I'm like, dude, I'm so glad you didn't make me go with you to see that. Like, that's awful. Why would you? You did one of those a couple of years ago. And I'm like, why would you go see that? Oh, yeah. Was it Jack and Jill? or? I mean, it was some awful thing. And I'm like, no I, wonder. You I get what you last, get. Last year, I know. It was the, awful. Uh, last year, I know there were like. I was the, howling. The top four worst movies you hadn't seen. I hadn't. And, and I was <laughs> laughing. And you're like, off. you yeah. saw what? So Anyway. Uh, all right. Anyway, before we uh, jump into another one, I want to really quickly uh, talk about Pig um, because yeah. hopefully we can do that pretty we quickly. We must have talked about Pig. Maybe I, not. I talked about it uh, at one point, but you had not seen it. I, guess I don't I think. Had, I can't by the, remember by the point uh, that I talked about it. That was like a long time ago. Yeah. But I don't think in any uh, series. I don't think we covered it. Covered it. Probably right? not. I don't, I, I, I don't remember. It's it's a while back. I've got it written down. Did you see it a, a while, while ago? ago? I saw it not recently. I saw it okay. before before Halloween. I don't know. Maybe but maybe we could, we'll I mean, maybe we we'll come back to that. And we already did it, and okay. I'm not sure. Um, I d- I don't think we did, but anyway, it's possible. Um, but I will just throw it out there again, anyway, yeah. because you should go see it. You, you should you should go uh, find this movie and uh, figure things out about it, and especially just for. Uh, it's one of the things that makes me glad that he did get nominated because at least there are there's some group of people who will go, well, if he got nominated, maybe I should at right. least try to find yeah, it. Yeah, it'll right? put eyes on it. And, uh, and yeah, let it get noticed, which, um, you know, that's the whole point of the Can't Win Awards, right. theoretically, right. except Ultimately. when Pig goes ahead and gets nominated. <laughs> now he's, yeah. um, he, so for me, this movie, and, uh, and I don't know, I, I just can't remember talking about it. What would you give it? I gave it an eight and a half. Okay. And and I remember saying, I remember talking, but see, the thing is, is we talk because we're friends. Like I, I right, might have just right. talked to you anyway about right. it. I remember thinking <clears throat> that the beginning was so slow and so methodical in a way that um, I wasn't into. And I thought right. I was not going to like it. And once you get through the labored I mean, the, the film running time is so small, but I think genuinely, if it was at my pace, this would be like a 40-minute movie. <laughs> right. Um, at, at one point, we're really just watching him doing truffling. And right. and it it's interesting because of the cinematography, which we try not to talk about specifically too much. But I'm just like, get to it. Like, maybe this isn't the film that I thought it was going to be. And it definitely looks like a Taken film, like a Liam Neeson film, because he looks so grizzled and comes such a different engagement that all of these people that he has touchstone moments with in the past, and now he's reuniting with for information to try to get his pig, because he really is just trying to get his pig back. Right. This sounds like such a weird like joke film, but it isn't. Those are all so cemented in something just emotionally believable and watching him just sort of 
this sounds so weird to say, but he just sort of like flowers into like this character right. that you don't get in the first few minutes. And it's not that it's like such like a flash forward of bad storytelling. It's actually the opposite. In the end, it's an incredible examination of guilt and loss and sorrow and rage and how you come to terms with your past and the immediacy of the present, dealing with all of these things again on somebody who's an absolute capable acting force like Nick Cage when he's not overacting. Like, this is good Nick Cage, not screaming weird meme Nick Cage. And you're just like, you're in it with him and you feel so good and bad for him whenever he has any success or setback. It's actually like strangely powerful and affecting. Right. Like, it's just, it's and so it, I, great. Yeah, and I think it's just... Um, and that's not even bringing up any of the minor characters that he's dealing with along right. the way. I mean, this is just him and his quest and like what he's doing. And it's, um, I, I, it's just, uh, amazing screenplay. Yep. Uh, especially for two reasons, right? Uh, one is, uh, the conversation that he has in the restaurant with yeah. the chef, right? Where then, the chef, where his... then the chef like knows who he is right. and then they start having this conversation. And so it, uh, so that scene is brilliant. One, because the conversation is awesome. All by right? itself, yeah. Two, because you know that that conversation is like only who he is now. Right. Because of what happened. Yeah. And, na- and now he's different. Right. And it's just amazing to watch that conversation happen. Right. And he delivers it awesomely. Yeah. And two, because I think this movie is maybe the perfection of having like a last moment that you deserve, that you had to get through all that stuff. Right. The movie only exists to have that very last thing that you see, right. but you have to go through yeah. all this stuff for it to get Turn there. It. And there's yeah. so many movies yeah. that come out they that just, wish they could do that, that are clearly trying to do that. Yeah. And they get that last moment and you're like, what? Yeah. Like you it, didn't like it, it doesn't deserve it. it yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. You don't, actually know how to get there right how to make that work but when that last moment happens in this movie i was like oh my god like i was um it reminds me and we're not going to cover this but i'll throw this movie out uh real quick just because it's it's very similar in this way uh the worst person in the world which is a foreign movie uh i think it's norway i think it's norway i'm I'm pretty sure it's norway yeah um but it's a foreign movie and, you know, it's subtitles, whatever. Awesome. It's, uh, nominated for some awards, not nominated for every award. Uh, it's a phenomenal movie, but it is the same way. The very last mm. the very last thing in that movie, when you get to the very end of that movie, yeah. you sit there and go, oh, my God, what right. just happened to me? <clears throat> like, you're watching the movie and it's That's good, cool. right? Right, yeah. You're watching right. the movie and it's good and That's it's really fun cool. and you're like, okay, I'm going through this story with this woman and and it's all cool and uh, I don't know exactly where we're going to get or whatever. And then it ends and you're just like, oh, right. shit. Oh, wow. Right? That's great. And it's the same with same, Pig. Same with same. Pig. You get to that last scene you're, and and it was kind of funny watching Pig because we were getting close to the end and I was kind of like going... How you gonna and get then this? what's going to happen, you, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> well, this is the other thing. One of Pig's better strengths, Belfast, as an example. Like, I know how. I know one of the three ways that movie has to end. You know, it, it it's 
it's almost a prescription. Like, I right, get right. it. I know these films. I know it. Pig, I'll be damned. I thought I knew stuff was happening, even though I knew what the movie was about. The moment it goes a little Fight Club-ish is right, the moment, that, is that the moment a, I'm like, well, odd, yeah. well, wait a minute. Maybe I don't know anything about this. <laughs> right. And it was and it was so weird, because again, the film is not that long. It was so weirdly, I won't say jarring, but it was just kind of like, I, I felt like I fell asleep. Right. And I woke up and I was like, I missed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> right. The moment it did that, and then there's a scene, uh, and I won't... Uh, I won't nail it right, but there's another scene that's kind of like that later where I'm like, wait a minute, I have no idea where this is going. And then when we get to the end, then I'm like, oh, well, I guess, yeah, now we're here. Like there was only one way this could have gone. And it's it works. Right. Like it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we only have so much time left. And I think uh, what we better do is don't look up um, okay. because that might be all we can get to anyway and i don't know it's kind of the most recent thing this is a weird one too. and it's weird it's uh people are doing a lot of talking about don't look up yeah it's getting nominated for awards um it got nominated for uh screenplay yep over certain things that obviously right should not only have been nominated (laughs) but should win right right so whatever but so we might as well uh hit don't look up. Uh, so for me, I think, you know, probably everyone knows the idea of this. There's a meteor coming. Uh, people, the scientists are trying to convince people to do something. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, the world doesn't want to or wants to do things differently or whatever. Um, and so I won't go into it uh, before I give a rating and then we'll, we'll go into it. But. The thing that is the weirdest for me about this movie is, uh, I mean, it's a weird movie anyway. Yeah. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was really good in it, which I don't usually think he's really good in anything. Um, yeah. I don't think he's really good in general. Um, but I, but I'll be damned if I didn't think he was really good in this. Right. Uh, I thought he was uh, nailing things yeah. that I would not have thought right. he, yeah. he was going to nail, right? Um. But the, the the weird thing about this movie is you might as well just name the movie Republicans are stupid. <laughs> right. And what would be different about this movie if yeah. that was the name of it? Like right. nothing. It, right. Like that's just the whole the every part of the premise of this movie and everything that happens in it. Yeah. And that I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> All the Republican weird. figures are dark hat, mustache twirling. Right. Like they always come right. in with the music that goes dun dun dun. Yeah. You know. And and even like yeah. the uh you know, they're not even like Republican, right? <laughs> no, but, it's just um you know, like the people on the talk show. Right. Where, you know, it's not like they're on Fox just News or whatever, vapid, right? right? These but are morning show idiots. But it's like they're just so idiotic, right? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, uh, he gets into the relationship right uh, thing and it's and sh- and she's just like a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, "What the hell am I right. Why am I watching this other than uh, like that whole part with the affair, right? Like, why is that part in here at all? Right. Other than to just say, uh, you know, like Republicans are sociopaths right. and w- right. whatever. Like there's like, there's no, there's no meat <laughs> to anything going on in there because I, I, anyway, I don't yeah. know. So uh, I'll tell you my rating on this movie. And I have to say like in, there's a certain sense in which this movie is really like a 10 for me. Yeah. But it's like a really small sense. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's funny. 
but there is like a certain sense in which I just kind of love this movie, except that part has to battle with all the other parts of the movie that are like maybe a five. You yeah. know, I mean, it's mm. like uh, if this movie would just uh, go with what it does best, right. right? And be like the 2021 version of Airplane, right? Then this would be an awesome movie, there, right? right? You're there, but yeah. it's not going to do that. No. It's uh, it's got a bunch of dumb ass other stuff that it wants to do, yeah. and it just demands to do them. And I'm like, going, what the hell? And you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of it for me is such a annoyance because there are all these good actors doing things that don't really fit and are just there doing them just right. to call people stupid. Right. Here, like, what if we were just trying to be funny instead of just trying to call people stupid all movie long? Right. You know, then then we could have a good time, then it would be right? a different time, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the way that battle works out <laughs> for me is that uh, it's like five at best for oh, me. So yeah. I gave it a five. It's uh, That's a little better than I thought you were going to give it. Uh, there's, there's funny stuff. There's stuff to watch to a appreciate but then there's also a lot of stuff you have to drudge through that i thought sucked uh, there's uh, i think most of the stuff leonardo dicaprio is doing is really fun to watch and it's just a matter of who he has to play off of to do it you know but when he's the most alone i thought he was great and it was fun to watch yeah. there are parts of it that are really funny um, there are parts of it, you know, the, the problem with this is that there are a lot of parts in this movie that are like Saturday night live sketch that last two minutes and then it's funny and then we're done. But then you do it in this movie and we have to keep coming back to it and we have to watch it for 10 more minutes. Yeah. And then it's like, this is just stupid now. Like you just don't actually have enough ideas for this movie. Right. Uh, including like, uh, the whole Apple guy, right? Yeah. The Apple guy. Yeah, Mark Rylance is, yeah. The Apple guy I thought was hilarious. Right. For like 45 seconds. Yeah. And I thought, this is great. And like for, you know, 10 seconds here and like 15 seconds there for one different right. parts of what he's doing. And then, uh, you know, when he comes in uh, after they, uh, I don't know, they... <laughs> They midstream like stop the destruction oh, yeah, of the thing, right? Right. right. And it, it all and it all gets called off and no one knows what's happening. And then he just like kind of walks in like, you know, Austin Powers right. being yeah. evil, going, I had a different idea. Right. And he's like so calm and stupid about it. And I uh, so I thought there's, you know, there's like a total of like a minute of that that's like funny. Yeah, but then we just had to keep having to watch it over and over and over, right. and then he just sits there in front of the screen for like really long amounts of time when there isn't anything happening, and it's just you know I don't know. Anyway, so I give it a five, and uh, I, you know I don't I don't feel like I could recommend it to anybody. I, I I don't know who I would recommend this to that I would go yeah you'll really like it. I could recommend it to people and go. You won't hate all of it. <laughs> it. It's two hours and 18 minutes, and I feel like 10 of that is credits. So, okay. Even if it was just two hours and 10 minutes, it's it's all over the place. It's It reminds me of films. And again, I like Adam McKay a lot. I like a lot of his recent efforts. When, when Adam McKay sort of goes 
awkward. It's some of his lesser enjoyable films, but when he's doing things like Vice, The Big Short, I'm all in. Right. I, I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And his his decision making here is a bit strange. If he had done this if it was a recipe or if it was a gauge on a on a dashboard that you could turn things up or turn things down like the base in your car, if he that um you know, you you nailed it. The talk show stuff, the Kate Blanchett romance, the I get that in some way I get that in some way that happened to make the ending effective because there's a bunch of reconciliations later right. and hee-haw moments to get everybody there. And that's really what the denouement of the film, what he really wants to say in the end is really what Leonardo says at the end, like literally at the end. And and that's worth getting there. It's not like Rosebud. I'm not going to ruin anything with it, but there's, there's a, a reckoning and an understanding and a sort of collective sympathy that I think that they get to. All the hijinks getting there, I get, and I understand like the hilarity of pointing out like this is how stupid administrations are, Republican or Democratic, because there's dumb people on both sides. But really, you hammer home with things like when they're at rallies and they're like, they're telling us to look up, don't look up. Like this is where the, the right. title of the film comes from. And then everyone in the crowd is like screaming, don't look up until the one guy actually accidentally looks up and he's like, oh, you're all lying to us. <laughs> right. Like there's, there's, there's that was fun. So, that was so like A, cartoony. Right. And B, like you were watching like Mr. Ed. I was just going to say you know? the one, uh, I was just going to say the one thing he didn't do was a real double take or a spit take. Right, right. Because that would have sold it more. But the fact that that wasn't there shows again, like he's not leaning into any one thing. It's pretty disappointing being the fan of the films that McKay's done lately that this wasn't more in line with them. When this film works, I enjoyed it. Like right. you said, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Even when it's absolutely so stupidly self-serving, like I get I get what Meryl Streep is going for. I know who she's parodying. I, I understand these things. And people people will rush easily because it's contemporary to say like, oh, she's just a Trump. Actually, she's an Ivana. Like she's actually doing Trump family stuff, but she's not supposed to be Donald Trump. And... Jonah Hill offers a lot of really fun stuff in a way that's both stupidly like animal house believable. Like I get it. If you have that administration, then probably someone's going to let this kid do these dumb things. Right. But I'll be damned if every time that I wasn't really dialing into it, it, it cuts and then goes off because they've introduced so many characters and so many of them feel like in a strange way, like when Mars Attacks brings in every cameo of every person to have a scene that's fun, that's different. When I'm seeing like Timothy Chalamet just show up for these things and I'm like, these this whole scene doesn't need to be here. Right. Let alone the three subsequent scenes I have to cut to later that eat up 20 minutes of the film that we have to show Jennifer Lawrence's character doing something because she's certainly the avatar of the audience. But what they're doing is so weirdly clumsy and ineffectual. It's distracting. It pulls me out of the film. Yeah, yeah. And all I want to do is, if I'm possibly watching this on DVD, is go one and a half speed, two speed. <laughs> right. Like, give me the dialogue. Just get me out of the scene. Well, and it's the same with, uh, like, I was talking about the whole romance that he gets into and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have this idea where we want to get to the end and we want to be able to have this whole makeup thing. Right. And especially because, you know, it's like, well, I mean, it's the end of the world. So you want to make up or not? I right. mean, it's <laughs> right. like whatever. What are we going to do? But 
but you can do that without this being a gigantic right. long thing. Right. You, you can get to that same place without me having to watch 20 minutes of it. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. go back, back and forth with it. And you know, uh, the odd thing for me and like, you wouldn't think that this movie would be the kind of movie where this could come up. Right. But you know, I continually talk about how uh, there's nothing worse for me than a villain who's like a psychopath, right? Right? Who is they Already. do what they do because they're completely insane and it's just random. Yeah. And she is like weirdly in that same boat, right? She's yeah. like so sociopathic. Yeah. And then gets confronted with like the wife or whatever, and like her response to that. Yeah. And was, the whole thing, I'm like. I mean, this is just boring. This is right. not like a character. This is like what happens when there's a character-shaped hole in your movie. Right, like, right. The, like you're, you're just um, well, but it's random. So what do yeah. I care? And it's it's such a weird thing. Why do we have to have that for so long? Even if you right. want to have her like that, fine, have her like that. Do yeah. I have to watch it for twenty right. minutes? Right. I don't know. So there's a lot of that stuff like that that just really so pulls out yeah, of everything. Totally. And it's the criticism of things is actually pretty surgical. Like administrations, talk shows, especially the morning talk shows where everything has to be light and fluffy. Uh, you're nailing it. Right, right. But then like like you do see sometimes with and our easiest go-to is a Melissa McCarthy film where you're just right. sitting in a scene too long because either she's in control of the direction or her husband is and you think this scene is funnier or a Will Ferrell scene that you think is funnier, the longer it's uncomfortable, you've made all the wrong choices. Right, right. Show me these scenes with these cameos, you know, let me see, you know, Perry and Blanchette do these things quickly. And then I get it. I fill it in. Right. But don't keep swimming in it like over and over and over again. The repetitive scenes of the romance, the tryst, the Chalamet stuff. I mean, we're talking like 40 minutes of film. Right. It doesn't need yeah, to be you know, and it uh, so we can wrap up anyway, here. It yeah. felt to me like as much as you know, we both kind of like stuff that he's done recently or whatever. Yeah, a lot of this really feels like uh, you know he was writing the next day. Like felt like he was following production. the book you know too I mean? closely. Like he's just uh, we filmed something. Yeah, they're here. We have to do something tomorrow. Let me knock something out, and we'll do that. Especially the affair. Weird. The affair stuff felt like if this was a book, it was in the book, and he had to film it. Right. Like, no, you got to cut that. But All right. Uh, so, we're anyway. already over time, and uh, we might as well get out of here. Yeah. Uh, next week, we'll at least go back to Matrix and hopefully have, like, yeah. Spider-Man and Some other stuff, things. Right. Yeah. And like I said... Hopefully, unless something goes right. really strange, in two weeks we'll start with our list. Right. Yeah. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and I uh, look forward to that. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yep. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.